Welcome to uh, Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. You're gonna feel the urge to continue to applaud. Don't fight it. Yay! You guys are great at that. Okay, so um, I wanna thank everyone uh, for coming to the show. So right at the top of every episode here on Later Nights, uh, we'd like to take a minute to introduce our cast um, and let them talk for a little bit so that anyone listening to the podcast later um, can differentiate our voices a little bit. So um, every month we have this uh, random uh, general interest question that we like to ask people to get to know them and let them, you know, be the funny. Um, so uh, today's question comes to us courtesy of uh, usual host, but now demoted to computer man, Stephen Montenegro. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm a computer <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with him. Stephen, if you were a transformer, what would your name be? If I were a Transformer? Oh, no, I read that wrong. If your car was a Transformer, specifically the car. Oh, specifically my car. <laughs> yeah, your car. Um, uh, Optimus Sad. Oh, well, that's upsetting for so many reasons. It's a, it's a very, very old and broken truck. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Nancy, if your car were a Transformer, what would its name be? I have a black Honda Civic, so I would go with Optimus Practical. Oh, all right. Is uh, Optimus practical an Autobot or a Decepticon? I would say an Autobot. Yeah, all right. Uh, that makes sense. They don't all need to be Optimi. Thanks, Steven. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Uh, uh, Dan Linden, what, uh, sorry, I didn't say Nancy Linden's last name. This is Nancy Linden. She's great. Better, better than follow-up Linden, Dan Linden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, if your car were a Transformer, what would its name be? Uh, well, I mostly commute by bike or bus, <laughs> so I guess its name would be uh, Mass Transitron. <laughs> does it like you? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> my bike does. I would sometimes the bus does. Okay. Sometimes the bus very much does not. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Becky Wilkinson Hauser, um, if your car were a transformer, what would its name be? Um, I drive a Honda Fit, a very Ooh. small car, so I think it would be the uh, small dog bot. <laughs> <laughs> what does it, it do? It it behaves like a small dog, so it just it acts really aggressive and gets super angry, but doesn't change at all. Oh wow! <laughs> so <just> very small. <laughs> Uh, John, yes. uh, John Gebertadios, yes. um, if your car were a Transformer, what would its name be? Well, good question. Uh, it's a Volvo. It's red. I'll call it John Gebertadios. <laughs> uh, um, what does it do? Oh, great question. Uh, more important question, what does it do to you? Um, I'd rather not ask that question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, that's what a college instructor said to me about history degree. It's not what you do with it. It's what it does to you. Okay, that's not what that sounded like. <laughs> Moving on to Ada Walton, if your car were a Transformer, what would its name be? Well, I have a blue Chevy Spark, and it's kind of small and zippy, so I guess it'd be Zipatron. Zipatron. That's, that's very, very on brand. Yeah, right. Yeah, I it like feels that. right. All right. Uh, if I had a, if my car were a Transformer, its name would be Sean. So, <laughs> the car that didn't get to be a Transformer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped making Pontiacs a long time ago. It's fine. <laughs> is that is it is it boy Sean or girl Sean like Sean Colvin? Hey, that's a rude question. <laughs> um, girl though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I should respect your car's privacy. Yes. Um, 
All right, so those are the people who are on today's podcast. You'll notice that three of them are not our normal uh, Late Nights Minneapolis cast um, because our people are jerks. I mean, I'm just going to say it that way. The jerks, right? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. jerks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to call anyone out. Joe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to uh, move on to our first uh, sketch. It is an original sketch that I wrote last summer. Um, mm. Stephen, what else do I need to say about it? No, that's about it. That's it? Like, you can you can introduce the premise or something if you want. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I think the first sentence says that. Okay. Um, uh, take it away, Steven. Uh, hey, welcome to Avery and Sons Gun Emporium in Notary Public. How can I help you today? Uh, I was told I could get my will notarized here. This is a gun shop? Gun Emporium. Uh, uh. A notary public? And, and notary public! <laughs> <laughs> Avery and Sons Gun Emporium and Notary Public. This is my son, Vernon, and my girl son, Harper. <laughs> girl son? We figured she'd be a boy. Could have renamed the shop, but the sign had already been made. The sign had already been made. Sure. Well, I'm here to get my will notarized. I just need it stamped here on the first page. Uh, a will might protect your stuff when you're gone, but it ain't gonna help you stay undead in the first place. True, but this is really so that I know my wife and kids are protected when I'm gone. The only true protection is gun protection. Gun will protect you real nice. Yes, it will. God bless America! <laughs> that Jesus was a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> now he would have owned a gun. I mean fiscal protection. And honestly, I don't think I'd be very comfortable having a gun in the house. Fear not, my friend. At Avery and Sons Gun Emporium in Notary Public, we teach gun safety as part of your handgun package. I'm not purchasing a gun. Not with that attitude, you ain't. Everyone needs a gun. Yes, they do. God bless America. <laughs> ah! <laughs> now, since you're a little wet behind the ears, we'll want to start you off small. This pretty pistol is called the Rhode Island because it's small and no one really notices it. I don't need a gun. There are three things you need to know about gun safety. One, guns are tools, not toys. Two, guns are for family and property protection. And three, well, hell, sometimes guns are toys. Yes, indeed. God bless America. Would you please stop doing that? I don't need a gun. I don't want a gun. I'm just here to get my will notarized. We hear you. And at, and at Avery and Sons Gun Emporium in Notary Public, customer satisfaction is our main priority. Thank you. So I'm thinking you're more of a rifleman. I'm not. Revolver? No. Bolt, Bolt action? No. Blunderbust? Musket? Lever action? Ooh, semi-automatic. I'm not a gun guy. Flare, Flare gun. gun. It's all right, son. Not everyone is meant to protect God's America with a piece of stra with a piece strapped to their hip. Some people are meant to shoot the flare. That's your calling. Fine, I'll take the flare gun. Now, will you please notarize my will? Ooh, I'll need to see some ID. Oh, I I left it at home. Well, then I'm afraid I can't notarize your will. Just the gun, then. That's called social commentary. Yay. <laughs> Um, that's the blackout line. Yeah. <laughs> blackout. Take that, America. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we showed America real good. Yeah, mm, I think you did. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Am uh, I just feel like buying a gun now? I mean, I wrote it, but I'm into it now. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody else feel like uh, our gunshot Foley was awesome? <laughs> yes, yes. Solid work, solid work. You know that, that old saying, got a gun, sounds like two DVD <laughs> uh, cases smacked together. Yeah, <laughs> movies lie to you. What, what DVDs are they? Mm. I have the producers and kids in the hall. Yeah. So I have another Kids in the Hall <laughs> and Airhead. Classic. Ooh, Ooh Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like every mixtape I've ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, cool. So uh, coming up next, we have a uh, sketch that is a commercial written by uh, Late Nights in Minneapolis uh, main stage host Joe Rapp, who unfortunately could not be here today. Um, Ooh, and he's a at, jerk. As as for mentioned, because he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, love you, Joe. You're a jerk. Um, <laughs> uh, take it away, Becky. Looking to jazz up your gathering? Perk up your picnic? Lift up your luncheon? Hi, I'm Janet Gelatin. Plenty of people will tell you that all you need is jello, but they're only half right. You see, jello is for parties of the past, and you're not hosting a party of the past. You're hosting a party of the future. And being the future creature that you are, you know that jello alone isn't going to cut it for all your futuristic friends. No way, no how. You might be saying, but Janet, if Jell-O alone won't cut it, what will? Marshmallows? Heck no! Marshmallows can go marshwallow in their own sadness. <laughs> but what about strawberries, you may ask? No! They can go bury a strawberry themselves in a shallow grave. But Janet, how about with pudding? Gross! <laughs> But lots of people put marshmallows or strawberries or pudding in their jello. Well, a lot of people are stupid. And you have to ask yourself, am I stupid? Of course you're not. You're an innovative thinker, a person who sees outside of the jello mold. And what's outside of the jello mold? Meat. <laughs> That's right. Delicious, nutritious meat chunks right inside of your favorite jello. Lemon with chicken jello. Yum. Raspberry with filet mignon, amazing! Cranberry and turkey jello? <laughs> you bet you're bippy. <laughs> the combinations are endless. So just remember when you wanna add a chew, you know what to do. Find some tasty meat, and you got a new treat. So turn that frown right upside down. It's J E L L O with meat. <laughs> And blackout. Uh, um, uh, I am I am mad at Joe. Yeah. Um, and hungry? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hungry, but I have a gross taste in my mouth. Can I have it on the record that I uh, copy edited his jingle? <laughs> you did copy edit his jingle. I did. Um, uh, well, I, while singing. Oh uh, no! Oh. Before the show, okay. you, you went like real like Bob Seger with yeah. that. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't decide if I when I first tried it, I sounded more like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. I think Bob Seger was a good choice. Yeah. like Bob Seger would eat Jello with turkey in it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to uh, play a game. This well, is a game, right? Yeah, yeah let's yeah, let's, let's call say, a game. Yeah, let's say a game. So, uh, and because I like to play games as well, I'm going to hand it off to Steven to run the game, and he wrote it, so I'm not reading this. I'm not reading you, it like this. You, you have to read it or the game doesn't make sense. Without further ado, I will now pass it on to quiz master, solver of puzzles, breaker of codes, knower of all things, out, 
outsmarter of wizards, the emperor of questions, first of his name, Stephen Montenegro. Oh. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> now, if you're like me, you listen to a lot of public radio. One of my favorite things on public radio is those debates where everyone votes on who wins at the end. So I figured in the spirit of high-minded debate, I'd like to engage the cast here on a series of questions that I've been trying to answer my entire adult life. Uh, first up here, um, what food group is gravy? <laughs> Becky. Ah, okay. Gravy uh, is drippy. It just drips right down, right? Uh, so gravy is of all of the food groups uh, because it just falls straight down the pyramid and covers the entire thing. Interesting. And your rebuttal, Ada? I'm going to say it's not really anything, right? I mean, it's not a, quite a food on its own. You're not going to like, oh, I'm going to grab a bowl of gravy and just soup that up. Um, <laughs> and because of that, is it even food? I don't think so. Okay, mm. so I was just going to go with two here, and mm. then like we were all going to vote, but no one made a choice. I'm looking for someone that's going to be bold and make a tough choice about this. Nancy. What food group is gravy? I think it falls into the popsicle food group. Because I like to freeze my gravy and just lick it. Just, just eat it really, really slowly and just uh, savor it. You're all wrong. It's a beverage. You drink it for strength. Okay. So let me, let me, let's just pull the audience now. Who thinks Becky won? Ooh, too bad. Oh, that was who thinks who thinks okay. who thinks Ada won? Uh, uh, and Nancy. And I guess Lauren, since she jumped in there too. You wanted a definitive answer. I felt strongly. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. You um, could technically put the frozen cubes of gravy into a glass of gravy. I'm oh gonna God, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and determine that. Uh, after that comment, that Nancy and Lauren jointly won. Nice. Oh. Uh, oh. Lyndon oh. Schwein, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> on to our on to our next Oxford style debate. Um, uh, should the toilet paper come f off the front of the roll or the back of the roll, John? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked this very hot. Topic. John, you can stop pretending to be Idris Elba. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm pretending to be a well-informed person. Listen, the first time <laughs> I got into a fight in the bathroom, it's, it wasn't my fault. It's because I put the toilet paper the wrong way. It should be coming from the north, like everything. It should be coming from over the top and down on under underneath below. What I'm saying is that which way is the right way? And time. <laughs> 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 and your rebuttal, Dan. Uh, okay. If you have your toilet paper over the top, I feel like it's basically just a big sign for cats to just sort of like playfully <laughs> tear the whole thing down. Whereas if it's coming from the underside, you could theoretically roll it up subtly enough where the cat couldn't necessarily see that there was actually an end to it and would just think it was some dumb protuberance in your toilet room wall. <laughs> okay, that's that's not a bad answer. Anybody else want to jump in here? Anybody? 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 Okay, no. So to summarize the arguments, John's argument is that it should come from the north because <laughs> everything does. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Dan's argument was a practical thing about cats, which at least 60% of homes own. Uh, so who thinks John won? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. A lot of North heads Quite here. <laughs> who thinks Dan won? Oh wow. In a in a in a shock result, John's everything comes from the North logic wins the day. I can't compete with that. It's wise words. Um. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Yes. Yeah. Good point, John. Thank you. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. Our our next Oxford style debating question. Um. You remember that guy in that thing with the fighting? Who was that? Lauren. Sylvester Stallone. Good point. <laughs> and your rebuttal, Becky. Uh, my, uh, I was talking to my mom about that the other day, and we were on the phone, and she said he had like a punchy and like a jab jab, and then he like, but not like what you would expect through the, it was him. An excellent point. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, he's the one with the hair, but not the other hair. Yeah, him. Right? The yep. good hair? Him. The, him, yes. him. With the, like, yes. Loop with the and sometimes he does the glasses with yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, flute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flute glasses. glasses. Loop Star glasses. Wars yeah, kid. Yeah, glasses. Star Wars kid. Okay, so to summarize our arguments here, we've got Lauren's very succinct <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> uh, Becky and Ada's joint... Um, flute glasses. Yes. Flute glasses hair person with punchies. <laughs> and And... Dan with a callback to a viral YouTube video from 2007. <laughs> Who thinks Lauren won? And Team Becky and Ada? Beta. And Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That um, hurts. I'm going to call it a tie between Lauren and uh, Becky and Ada. Well. Um, that's disappointing. Well. Uh, <laughs> If, it was, if I if I had specified Rocky too, I would have won. That seems that <laughs> seems right, actually. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll do two more of these. Uh, we'll do this next one pretty quick. How is the Earth so flat when the Moon looks so round? Dan, what was the question? <laughs> How is it that the Earth is so flat when the Moon looks so round? Okay. So the uh, the Earth is not entirely flat. It is a like a convex lens. <laughs> And so the light bouncing off of the Earth is, uh, 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 you know, twisted. So then once it hits the moon, it kind of stretches it out in a weird way. It's like how the moon looks orange sometimes in uh, sun when yeah, it's like time. by the you've horizon. Run, you've run out of steam. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your rebuttal, Nancy. Rolling pin? All right. Um, so again, to summarize the argument, Nancy with a very succinct and clever and intelligent rolling pin, Dan Thank made you up so much. Dan made up some dumb science. Who thinks Dan won? <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks Nancy won? Which one is getting rolled? <laughs> the Earth, obviously. If and you ha if you have to ask. And. Think of how much, how far superior her argument was that she didn't even need to answer that question and still it was unanimous in her favor. <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting that this isn't the other podcast I do with Dan where uh, my character is I shit on him all the time. 
It's really fun. It's really <laughs> worth my time. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say, for those people on the outside viewing, it just seems mean and very weird. <laughs> what is happening? Thank you. Thank you, um, John. Okay, so, uh, so finally, um, finally, why is pants plural? Ada. That's a really good question, and it's something I've thought about a lot, and I think it has to do with legs, because you don't... Well, you do have two legs, and sometimes you can have one leg, but it's always better <laughs> if you wear pants that match your legs. And so, <laughs> pants. Yeah. And your rebuttal, John. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Pantalon is one pantaloin. When you have more than one pantaloin, you have pants. Done. <laughs> it's, I, Quite the grammatical argument from John. Yeah, I know. That was a good <laughs> linguistic argument. Let's say Dan. What? <laughs> Offer an additional re additional rebuttal, Dan. Okay, so I disagree that your uh, pants your pants covering should always match the number of legs because uh, there's also fashion there's a fashion statement to be had if you just have like superfluous tubes of fabric just kind of dangling off of your various parts. Uh, Becky. Uh, I would just like to say it's called pants because you wear one under and one over to pants. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so like you're saying my drawers are a single pant. They're called pants, underpants. I have underpants and pants, too. <laughs> but they're both plural. I don't know why I'm arguing with you. That was a pretty good under argument. Underpant <laughs> and pant makes pants. Yeah. I put on my pants in the morning. Yeah, good point, Lauren. Uh, no one owns just one pair of pants. Everyone owns nine pairs of pants, as issued to them from the government. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Nancy. Yes. <laughs> we can wait. Um, because I just feel like it's fun to say. It's a lot more fun to say pants. It's a good than point. Pant. <laughs> okay, so then since everybody jumped in here on the count of, uh, on the count of three, uh, I'd like everybody in the audience to just yell out the name of the person that they thought won. One, two, three. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Dumb Adult Debates. All right, it is the time of the show where I uh, do a shameless plug for Late Nights Minneapolis, our main stage show that uh, birthed this little podcast that we are doing. Uh, late Nights Minneapolis is a stage late night talk show. Uh, is the sun Our next one is Sunday, January 21st, 7.30 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater. Our guest this month is Nakima Levy-Pounds, who recently ran for mayor of Minneapolis with stand-up comedy from Elizabeth S. Uh, tickets and other reverie at latenightsmpls.com. You can find us on Twitter at latenights underscore MPLS and Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Late Nights MPLS, no underscore. Uh, we got hosed on the Twitter thing. <laughs> um, we have a Teespring store if you want to wear a Late Nights Minneapolis t-shirt or tote bag or drink from our mugs. Um, we didn't touch them, so it's fine. They're safe. Um, <laughs> we also have a Patreon account, um, so if you want to uh, pay upwards of $3 a month so that we can keep doing this, you can do that too. What fun for everyone. Pay $3 um, <laughs> a month. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, Good John. Good, uh, Just pay $3 a month. Please. Okay, jo John, what kind of things do people often pay $3 a month for? You often pay $3 a month for two Diet Cokes at SA for the buy one, get one. <laughs> Just stop doing that once a month. Give us the $3. It's healthier. And that was the shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to applaud at the end of the plug. Yeah, people. you can applaud. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, none of that was scripted for John, so what a treat for us all. <laughs> 
All right, our next um, sketch is uh, written by our own Steven Montenegro. Um, and do I need, you want anything else? Let's just say it or? No, I mean, this was a reject from our main stage show, so you guys are getting, <laughs> like, you know, leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, this is going to be fun for everyone. Take it away, me. <laughs> it has been too cold for too long. I'm going crazy just sitting inside. It's the middle of winter. Lauren. Wait, can we take this from the top? I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, just so you yeah. know, you're the one that's n- that's named John yeah, in the yeah. sketch. I'll, I'll set the stage better. Uh, Steven wrote a sketch. John, you're in it. Okay, great. <laughs> but to be fair, it is also labeled as Jimmy. Yeah. So Thank you. You uh, see them trying to suck yeah. me? Yeah. I got yeah. your back, John. Thank you. Oh, I screwed that up totally. That's see? on me. Yeah, it's yeah. On yeah. Not on John. Yeah. yeah. Damn yeah. it. I was totally going to blame someone else for a thing, and it didn't work out. No, this is great. This is funny. Somebody Ch- out there yelled, take it away. <laughs> take it away, yeah. Lauren. It has been too cold for too long, John. I'm going crazy just sitting inside. It's the middle of winter, Lauren. There's nothing for you outside. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But then I went online, and I found this cute little company that I think it can help. It's called Kid Ventures, the preteen brother and sister adventure team. It's run by these two kids that started a company specializing in planning exciting outdoor activities in any season for the young and young at heart. Oh, that's adorable. It super was. It looked like they even made their own website. It was full of random text and colors and animated graphics of sirens and flashing lights. So let's welcome Joni and Jimmy Johnson Johnson from Kid Ventures. Yay. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Joni and Johnny. How old are you two? I'm 29 now. I'm 32. Oh, okay. Uh, your website said preteen adventure team, and it was definitely designed by kids. Yeah, it was. In GeoCities in 1997. I'm actually surprised it's still up. We haven't touched it in years. Oh, come on, Lauren. My mistake. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasted your time. Not at all. You asked for the Kid Ventures experience. You're getting the Kid Ventures experience. We're just excited to be here, actually working on the old business again. Besides, we already spent the money you sent us. You paid them? Let's get into it. I'm so excited. It may seem daunting to find a new adventure outside in the middle of Minnesota winter. But if you know how to stay warm and have that kid-venture spirit, you're sure to find an adventure and a good time. You two really don't need to do this. One of my favorite winter adventures is snowshoeing on a frozen lake. You can rent snowshoes for the day at most state and national parks. And the booming of the ice and snow beneath you provides just the right hint of danger to really spice up your adventure. And the slick surface makes it easy to drag a case of Milwaukee's Best behind you. I'm sorry, what? I'm 32 years old. I gotta drink something to stay warm and apple-cheeked. Besides, it gets lighter as you go. Oh, because you're throwing at your empties? No, Lauren. Littering is never an adventure. Yeah, I pack in and pack out. But you'd be amazed at how much the human body can condense 24 beers. This doesn't really feel like a preteen adventure. And I gotta do something to forget about Brenda, who won't let me see my kid anymore. Oh, I thought this segment was gonna be adorable. Well, my favorite wintertime activity is adorable. Building a snowman. You can do it anywhere, really, but I prefer to do it in my yard so I can pop inside if I get too cold. Honestly, that sounds more wholesome. Or if I run out of whiskey. This doesn't sound like a kid venture at all. Just because you're close to home doesn't mean it's not an adventure, Lauren. Now, what I like to do when I make a snowman is fill a thermos with nice, warm liquid, like hot chocolate. Oh, that's a little more kid And gin. Okay, what? 
Oh, where's your sense of adventure, Lauren? Sure, I could stay inside and drink gin and hot chocolate, but I like to get outside, get active, and get into the preteen adventure team spirit. Besides, how else am I going to turn off the voice in my head that constantly reminds me that my life peaked nearly two decades ago when I was an 11-year-old entrepreneur? That just doesn't sound like a good drink. <laughs> Do you have anything for us where the activity really is the main attraction of the adventure instead of, you know, activitying and drinking? I believe that the most exciting adventure you can have outside during the winter is downhill skiing. Just downhill skiing? Of course, it's just the right amount of excitement. Remember, you're going to get moving pretty fast up on the slopes. So you're going to want to choose a bottle of wine with a twist off top so you don't spill any and your black diamond run stays black diamond fun. I've started just taping a long straw into a wine bottle so I don't get distracted by unscrewing the cap. That's a really good safety tip, Jimmy. So you're drinking wine while you're actually skiing? Well, you know what they say. No. What? Drinking keeps you warmer, so drink to stay warmer. Is that a common saying? I don't know, Lauren. It's winter. We're both pretty drunk right now. Joni and Jimmy Johnson from Kid Ventures, everyone. Black yeah. I played a role where I thought that was a bad idea, but I want it on the record. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was originally written for Joe, who I feel is like stodgier. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really personalize it all that, all that well for you. I apologize. Well, you know what's fun is I was drinking while we were reading it, so I feel great. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have personalized it for you, but uh, I got too drunk while I was putting the script together last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, we have a uh, brand new sketch written, written by our own Ada Walton. Uh, so let's see who starts it. Take it away, Ada. It's, it, oh, take it's, it away, Steven. Me, actually, yeah. You. We see a human woman turning off her morning alarm and almost rolling over uh, her cat in bed. The cat jumps out of the way. Ah, uh, the human. The human sits up, looks exhausted, and grabs some jeans off the floor. Walking into the bathroom, the cat jumps up onto the toilet to watch her routine. If your human is anything like my human, you know they have curious habits. Human looks into the mirror, smells herself, and puts on deodorant. Bizarre rituals. The human puts her hair into a top knot, shrugs, but is satisfied with the attempt. Strange behaviors. The human brushes teeth. Untidy, as they say. Human picks up a shirt hanging from the back of the door. She lint rolls it so it looks clean. The cat moves to sit on the sink. Yeah, good for some things. Human sleepily walks into the next room, grabs a bag of food from the closet, and feeds the cat in her sunny kitchen. Disappointing in others. The cat jumps onto a counter and paws at a package of coffee. The human moves the cat off the counter and onto the floor. Together, there is harmony when they are at their best. Human is patient with the wait. She appears to be running late. Again. The cat circles her feet. Keep your human happy by giving them the best. Human pours coffee into a tumbler, picks up the cat, and takes a sip. A better, bitter hot water that ensures your human will leave so you can nap the day away. Human leaves the apartment, coffee in hand. Ah, that's it. Cat curls up in a chair near a window. Bitter hot water for humans. They drink, they can't resist from the first sip. Blackout! <laughs> yeah. That got like tense. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> that did not sound the way I thought it was gonna yeah, sound, it was but like it's a, fine. It was like a it was like a weird like Werner Herzog slice of life thing. <laughs> like, it was like supposed that, like, to be like a playful cat commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Your toe was just like, all right. Yeah, I I 
think I, I think I really killed that. Uh, like destroyed that one. No, by, but I uh, like the like the NPR. Like <laughs> we are, we're following the story. And yeah, it got yeah, it got sort of a. Let's it got do it sort again. Let's do it again from the top. Yeah, like we'll start with like the Spanish flea music and like um. Yeah, it got very this American life. Can I just say that I don't own a cat, but if there were ever a cat food company that had a commercial where Werner Herzog was the voice of a cat, I would buy their product. Yes. What would you do with that cat food? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like donate it or something, maybe. I guess, or just forget about it <laughs> for a long time. In, in case you accidentally get a cat. Yeah, that happens, right? Yeah. 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 They find you. Especially the voice by Werner. Oh, boys and girls, it's shameless plug time again. I know you missed the last one, so here it is again. Yes. Don't forget, Late Nights Minneapolis is uh, Sunday, January 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater with special guest Nakima Levy-Pounds. Tickets at latenightsmpls.com. And if you're excited about that show, this show, or any of the other things that we do, you can do us a solid and contribute to our Patreon page so we can do more, bigger, and crazier things. And if you want everyone to know that you're excited about those things, you can go to latenightsmpls.com and click on merch to buy sweatshirts, t-shirts, tote bags, and llamas with our logo on it. Side note, we have llamas with our logo on it? Yeah, uh, I, found a, I found a source for cheap. Dope. So we're about to move on to the second half of our show. The half of our show, we start drinking, and if you're in the theater and can see us, admit that we've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> it gets a little more experimental and may sound like we're having more fun with it than you are. We aren't. Rest assured, you're, you are having fun. <laughs> so hang in there. This is about to get fun. Hang in there. Three dollars. Three dollars. <laughs> Three dollars a month. Come on. Just because we're sitting in a line doesn't make it a telethon, John. <laughs> Come on, man. Come, just call in. <laughs> uh, our, our, our next sketch uh, was written by me. Um, and that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I do want to say one more thing. Good luck to all of you. <laughs> Take it away, Steven. Hello, and welcome to Encyclopedia Britannica's complete compendium of noises. <laughs> the following recording is a sample of our more complete catalog of all current audio available in the world. We have taken painstaking efforts to document these sounds to provide future generations a glimpse into what life was like on the planet in the year 2018. Join us as we journey through the sounds of animals, machinery, and other. <laughs> Let's begin with animal sounds. The common loon. A horse. <laughs> a hive of bees. Six squirrels fighting over a piece of pizza. A snake under a blanket. <laughs> A seahorse sneezing. <laughs> a concerned giraffe. <laughs> Naomi Watts trying to shoo away an angry wombat. Get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nature in 2018. So beautiful and, own and so unknown to you, being of the future. <laughs> Let's transition to machinery sounds. The 21st century was known for its technological improvements, and 2018 didn't disappoint. You may not know what some of these things are, but the sounds they make will delight and fascinate you. Like this iPhone ringtone. The dinging microwave. The purring engine of a 2004 Toyota Camry. An iPod touch in a blender. An emergency generator rolling down a hill into a rack of bikes. 
2004 Toyota Camry, sideswiping a much nicer 2018 Ford F-150, and the owner of the Toyota getting out of the car to leave a note only to find the irate owner of the Ford F-150 was sitting in the car and recently been served divorce papers and was just waiting for a chance to unleash a little pent-up tension. Hey, 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 you, hey, 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 Where would we be without technology? <laughs> Finally, we'll transition to other sounds. Did you know that some sounds aren't animal or machinery sounds? How exotic must that sound to you, being of the future? But it's true. Enjoy these sounds that can come from a variety of places. Like clicking, clicking, exhaling, a book opening, the clinking of a radiator, an earthquake rattling your home and unseating the screwed-in bookcase causing all of your books and wedding china to fall on the floor. <laughs> the crowds at Donald Trump's inauguration. <laughs> Obama's inauguration. An unsharpened knife being used to debone a chicken. <laughs> and others. <laughs> well, there you have it. A sample of the sounds of the year 2018. For the full collection, visit the Library of Congress if it still exists. Yeah. And blackout. Well, that was fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was super fun for me because I didn't have to try. I just read a thing. <laughs> Make the sound of a sad bus. Oh. Oh, you, you didn't even try. It was going by very quickly. Oh, okay, yeah, so <laughs> super quick. It was like the Doppler effect. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, our, next, uh, <laughs> our next sketch is a uh, call-in show that I wrote, um, and everyone's in it. Yay, everyone. Like, y you, you don't need to call in people no, out there, I mean, though. No, I mean, yeah. yeah no. Please, though, but if you if you can, call in for $3 call a month. <laughs> <laughs> John, what's your phone number? 1-800-PATREON. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. Um, you, you might be able to make some money off of just selling that phone number to Patreon. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, do you own that phone number? I don't know. Patreon. I could. <laughs> I could. <laughs> Um, I'm not in this sketch. Oh, uh, well, man. She so said everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So take it away, Lauren. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Welcome to Patty, Maddie, and Gabby's Life Advice Call and Service for the Confused and Lonely. I'm Patty. I'm Maddie. I'm Gabby. Are you sad or lonely? Think you're making a work change? Think you have scurvy? Well, look no further than Patty, Maddie, and Gabby's Life Advice Call and Service for the Confused and Lonely. You don't need to have all the answers because we have some of the answers and also Google. Call in now and we'll give you the benefit of everything we've learned so far in the sixth grade. Uh, hello? Is this the advice service? Yes, hello, caller. Hello, hello caller! Yeah, hi. I'm Kara. I'm having pro I'm having a problem with my sister. My son and her son hang out after school, and she's letting them walk to the mall alone. 
and I wouldn't mind if they were my older kids, but he's only 11, and that seems too young. Am I wrong to be upset? Great question, Kara. Great, Great question, Kara! According to Google Maps, the nearest mall is Southdale Center, which is really nice, but doesn't have a Hot Topic or a Spencer's Gifts. If I were you, I'd go to the Mall of America. It's a little further away, but it has a Hot Topic and a roller coaster. No, I'm not looking for a mall. I'm upset my son is going to the mall alone. The great thing about the Mall of America is that it's not just for shopping. You can also play mini golf. They don't have that at Southdale. I'm not trying to go to the mall. That's right, Kara. You're going to the Mall of America, and it's way better. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for calling. That was good. I feel good about that. Solid Google mapping, Patty. Thanks, Maddie. What about me? No, I forgot about you, Gabby. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Okay, next caller. Hey, uh, yeah. <clears throat> hey, I'm, I'm Ken. I'm stranded on 35 North on the right shoulder by Lake Street, uh, by Lake Street exit. I have a flat tire. Listen, uh, I don't have AAA, but I do have a spare. Can you walk me through changing a tire? Don't worry, Ken. We and BridgestoneTire.com have your back. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. Okay, Ken. Knowing how to change a tire is a necessary skill for all drivers. If mm. you rely on a cell phone to save you in a roadside emergency, there's always mm. that chance you will forget it. Yeah. Be out of range. Okay, okay, can you skip ahead? Yeah, sure. Thank, thank you. Items you'll need to fix a flat tire. Jack. Lug wrench, fully inflated spare tire, gloves, flashlight, wheel okay. wedges. Okay, ju just assume that I have all that. Okay. Step one: find a safe location. I've done, I've done, I've done that. Step two: turn on your hazard lights. Okay. Step three: apply the parking brake. I've already parked my car and I'm safe. I've removed the hubcap. What's next? Loosen the. Oh, oh shoot, oh no, the, the iPad died. Oh no. oh no! Ken, I'm so sorry, the iPad died and I need to charge it. Let me put you on hold. Can't you just look it up using your phone? <laughs> We're talking on the phone, silly. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, hold music. <laughs> after this part oh. <laughs> i found the cord you guys okay um okay it's charging and charging oh i dream of genie you're so good at that ken oh. ken it's yeah. back on okay now um i'll just log back in and pull up the website okay. oh no software update you're updating the software <laughs> You don't want outdated information, do you? Software <laughs> updates. Don't update the internet. Ah, never mind. Ken? Ken? Oh, well, he must have decided to figure it out for himself. The best outcome of any Patty, Maddie, and Gabby's life advice column service for the confused and lonely call is the color figuring out they had the answers themselves all along. Oh, that's so poignant, Patty. Thanks, Gabby. What about me? You too, Maddie. Thanks, Gabby. Okay, next caller. Hi, I'm Todd. I'm in the fourth grade and I'm supposed to be writing a report on plate tectonics for my geology class, but I don't understand it. Can you explain it to me? Hi, Todd. Don't worry. It's Patty, Maddie, and Gabby to the rescue. Oh, we were fourth graders once, but that was a long time ago. We're sixth graders now. Gabby, do you remember plate tectonics? I sure do. It had to do with the plates that make up the Earth's crust, and they're always moving, but they're real slow. And sometimes when they bump into each other, they make earthquakes. But why do they move? That's a good question. I don't remember. 
But what's the Patty, Maddie, and Gabby motto? You don't, you don't need, have to have all, have all the, the answers. answers. We have some of the answers. Right. And also Google. <laughs> okay, well, Wikipedia to the rescue. <laughs> Tectonic plates are able to move because the Earth's lithosphere uh-huh. has greater mechanical strength than the underlying asthenosphere. Do you get it now? You get it? Get it? Uh, uh, not really. Oh, uh, uh, plate movement is thought to be driven by a combination of the motion of the seafloor away from the spreading ridges due to the variations in topography and density changes in the crust. Get it now? No. Wow. What? Did you know the guy who made the Eiffel Tower also made the Statue of Liberty? Really? Well, that is so cool. No uh, way. Can we get back to plate tectonics? Oh, apparently Girl Scout cookies have different names depending on what part of the country you live in. Nuh-uh. In the South, well, Samoa's are called uh, Caramel Delights. Weird. What, a, what about my paper? Oh, and an oligarchy is a government ruled by a small and elite group of people, whereas a plutocracy uh, is a government controlled by a wealthy class. Oh, so they're pretty similar. Super similar. What, what does this have to do with plate tectonics? Uh, human history, commerce, and government all take place on continents, so... Never mind. I'll figure it out myself. Bye, Bye Todd. Todd! You know, I think we really helped him. Another satisfied customer. Well, that's all the time we have for questions. Tune in next week for another episode of Patty, Maddie, and Gabby's Life Advice Call and Service for the Confused and Lonely. Outro, Outro music! Blackout! I love that that's the only part of that song that everyone knows. I don't. I I have have no idea what comes next. The next next part's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always forget that Dan has an encyclopedic knowledge of old uh, of old TV themes. Or he's a human trombone. <laughs> oh. Be a sad trombone. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was on the spot. I was put on the spot. Um, our next segment is one that uh, Steven is in charge of, I believe. Yep. It, I- it is a fun game. So, <gasps> real quick setup on this. Um, We've done a like sort of fake news segment before, but uh, we, we like parodied... Um, Prairie Home Companions uh, news from like Wobegon. Uh, it turns out Garrison Keeler is human garbage. Finger snaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were threatening to break his fingers. <laughs> I'll break like, his fingers. I'm like, okay, I'll never write again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on board with it, but like, um, uh, so we Thanks, sort of Steven. we sort of repremised this a little bit. Uh, so. I'll just fire it up. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Middle School News here on Closed Circuit TV from Andrew Johnson Middle School. I'm your middle school news anchor, Stevie Montenegro. Hey, Mom, uh, this just in. I got straight A's, so they let me be in charge of the TV show. <laughs> we have a lot of stories this week from our middle school news reporters, so let's get right into it. Our top story tonight is about the menu changes in the cafeteria. Dan? Uh... So the chicken nuggets, the, they decided they were too small because we're getting bigger. So Chicken Nugget Wednesdays is now Chicken Tender Thursdays. Yeah, Chicken Nuggets is pretty much elementary school-sized food, isn't it, Dan? Um, 
It's th- I don't have that on the card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving along. Our our next story tonight is is the weather update on the weather inside that gym with the leaky roof. Becky? I got into the school musical. (laughs) 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 There's gonna be rain, rain, rain coming from the sky, sky, sky. I've been listening to a lot of Barbara uh, uh, Streisand. And it's gonna be falling, falling, falling all over the junior high. Also, the later uh, will be sunny. That's what they're predicting. I just like that it rhymed. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> Up next with the schools with the school's sports report is Nancy. Hey, everybody. Um, self-proclaimed school nerd Nancy here. Uh, so, in an effort to expand my horizons, I've been going to some ball games. <laughs> um, last night I went to a basketball game <laughs> and I think the red team won. Back to you, Steven. Wow, Nancy, it must be real hard to play with balls made out of baskets. It is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, with a report on that weird science teacher that's always kind of looking at you the wrong way, Ada. Oh my OMG. So, big news. Um, uh, that one science teacher who was a substitute last year and then he came back this year and he's just been here, so I think he's an actual teacher, is staying. And that is a weird thing because he's always like, hi, Jennifer, hi, Ashley. And we're like, why is he talking to us? He seems creepy. Yeah. Up, up next, uh, with, a, with an update on the ongoing saga of how quickly can they retar the parking lot. John! Yeah, I want to tell you, he's not looking good. Listen, you know, a couple of fellas, uh, we've been hanging around, you know, because we've got detention and whatnot, and we've been looking at the, the asphalt, and, they, you know, they're going to have to redo it again. Yeah, you know... A lot of us got our driver's license, you know what I'm saying, illegally. And uh, we've been looking for a good place to park, and it's not looking good. So we're going to we're gonna have to walk a couple blocks. Anyways, yeah, we really appreciate you adding us to the show. <laughs> Thanks, John. Did you get detention for saying asphalt? It's got a swear in it. Yeah, man, we're just going to take off, all right? Thank you. <laughs> okay, he's just gone. Finally, that's everybody, right? Except for yeah, okay, yeah. Finally, with a with a report on the musical coming up this winter, Lauren. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. So I'm not in the musical this year. Becky's in the musical this year. Um, it's fine though. It's fine. Like Rotten Tomatoes reviews things. I can just review things. They're just doing Music Man. Dot me. They said I could be in the Music Man this year, but whatever. Becky said I'm sure she'll be great. <laughs> I got new curtains this year. I can't. Thanks, Lauren. You cry it out a bit. That's been Middle School News from Andrew Johnson Middle School. Thanks. Yay. 
Oh, that's so much fun. I wish I could be a grown man in junior high for a day. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like uh it'd be like that that uh Robin Williams movie where he has progeria. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. But I'm sure it'd be just like, like that. Just, I'm sure it would be That was Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Or was yeah. it Adam Sandler? I don't know. <laughs> I'd like it on the record that my character had a nervous boner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came through in your voice. Okay, acting. thank you. <laughs> Uh, I think we'd all like to thank you for making us relive middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember middle school. What year was that? 1996. No. Significantly earlier. Yeah, around 93. 93. Oh, the 93 Olympics, maybe. I don't know. Hey, what Lauren's letting this go on for too long, so let's go to intermission. Um, I'm letting it go uh, on exactly long enough to make fun of you and your age. Um, <laughs> so that's it for the podcast portion of Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. Thank you oh, for listening. Um, I'm going to thank our cast, Ada Walton, John Gabriel special guests Becky Wilkinson-Hauser, Nancy Linden, and Dan Linden, our engineer and lesser host, Stephen Montenegro, oh. and I'm your host, Lauren Schwein. Um, if you're still sitting in the theater, we're going to take a quick break and come back with more show for you. Um, I could have said that after the recording was over, but I want to make all the podcasts listeners jealous and realize that they realize that if they had bought tickets to see us at the Brighton Lake Bowl they'd hear the rest of it um, uh-huh. so our next show uh, is February 10th so if you're listening to this come see it and don't be a jerk about it Joe That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so we'll be back in 10 minutes with more weirdness for all of you yay alright yeah Thank you. Thank you so much. It is the opinion of late nights Minneapolis that women shouldn't have to live in bottles. Mm. <laughs> Finger snaps.